You are listening to episode 116 of the Game Deflators podcast. My name's John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody. Here at the Game Deflators podcast, we like to talk about games. We've recently picked up games we're currently playing, and we touch back on 2008 in this week's Inflation Deflation Challenge. So I don't know if the people are going to get that reference per se, but we played Touchback some... is a football thing. Yes, yes, but 2008. The year the game came out. I get that. I get that. I'm just disappointed, Ryan, after we get blitzed and the confusion that was happening with blitzed and Arizona and what that could actually mean. This one, I just don't know what it meant. Well, blitz COVID testing people. Let's get checked. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. So uh, this week we played some Blitz the League 2. And if you listened last week, you would know what Touchback on 2008 meant from the get-go. Uh, also in this week's episode, we're going to talk about some uh, cool articles and some interesting ones. So a professional gamer recently, I think it was uh, is it Zuma, I think is the name, mm -hmm. uh, hanging it up, uh, had a thumb injury, decided to retire at 25. Don't we wish we could all retire from gaming at 25? Uh, for so Oh, are you in this thing, dude? I cannot scroll down. On this article. Oh. Uh, uh, the next article we had is going to be based on a Nintendo, of course, uh, dealing with more legal issues, this time in Canada, with the uh, Joy-Con drift. And then, of course, our last piece is going to be on the toxicity of gaming. There was a, not a recent article, but I guess a recent, like, podcast episode tied to an older article uh, talking about, really, I guess, the toxicity in the gaming uh, community as far as online gaming is concerned. So we'll uh, jump into that as well. I don't know what's up with this thing, dude. It will not let me scroll down there we go so as always dude let's get it started pickups i'll, I'll go with you first i mean you you didn't really have any pickups at first well you had one and then uh you got a second one just today yeah john helped me out there was a bunch of uh games on sale at walmart this week so john was able to pick me up a copy of octopath traveler for 10 bucks so i will be paying him for that so i'm counting that as a pickup yeah personal win uh, and then on top of that, the Monster Hunter Rise demo for Switch is out. I picked that up and played a couple hunts. Uh, surprised at how well I remembered, like, because Monster Hunter World's the only Monster Hunter that I played. And I was playing the Charge Blade, and I had to, like, relook up the controls just to see what it was on Switch. But it felt very much the same. I was able to kind of get right back into it and start doing cool Charge Blade stuff and having fun showing other people the demo. And those people disappointed me by... Being like, no, man, this really isn't the game for me. And I'm like, dude, what do you mean it's not a game for you? It's the game for everyone. Monster Hunter is everybody's game. Oh, and now yeah. everybody on Switch, I'm, dude, I'm telling you, this game is going to sell like a bajillion copies, I bet. I bet this will be the Monster Hunter that like really breaks it open in the West and everybody's going to get this one. A bajillion copies? Dude, I don't know if it'll do Animal Crossing numbers, but... I I expect this to do at least as good or better than Fire Emblem Three Houses did. Is bajillion a legit number, Ryan? Like, is it after a trillion you have a bajillion, or is it zillion, then bajillion? I, I think after a trillion is a quadrillion. A quadrillion, and then we go into bajillion. Okay. I, I think bajillion is a higher number. A much higher number? Yeah, I think like, so. In and in a number that's only achievable with sales from Monster Hunter Rise. Like, if you keep counting, you'll get there one day. <laughs> at some point, right? You might be dead at that point. Start from one and go to Bajillion. Uh, well, dude, good stuff. Of course, uh, Octopath Traveler is a great pickup. And coincidentally, I also picked up Octopath Traveler. Oh, no. Who would have thought? 
Uh, so yeah, those Walmart deals this week were insane. So if you were lucky enough to pick some of those games up, uh, I personally got Xenoblade Chronicles uh, Definitive Edition for $10 on Switch, Aladdin and uh, Slash Lion King on the Switch as well, Octopath Traveler, and then I also picked up the uh, Quantic Dreams Collection as well as Spyro Reignited, uh, seven copies, um, sorry, uh, of Spyro Reignited. And yeah, it's quite the pickups, dude. And there were some other games like Nino Cooney was sitting at like 10 bucks on the Switch. And Was that the remastered? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a remastered version. I didn't see it at, at my Walmart. I could have like hypothetical. Oh, and I got The Sims 4 as well for my wife. Uh, so I know she's wanted to play that one. That was also five bucks. So a lot of good deals this past week. I wonder and what happened. Uh, just clearance stuff, stuff that they were going to get rid of. So sometimes it depends on the Walmart. It's like a case by case basis. So I'm not going to say where you could find it because obviously I want to keep those secrets to myself. But uh, basically what ends up happening is Walmart corporate looks at how much stock is remaining in a store and they're like, yeah, you're not going to sell that. It's been sitting there for however long. So it's one of those like 86 situations. So it's like you're going to have they have to toss it. But Nino Cooney on the switch. I dude, I would think the same thing for Octopath I Traveler that was like, and Xenoblade. I thought that was like newer though. I mean, all of these are. I'm not saying newer. Xenoblade is pretty new on the Switch, also. Yeah, it's but like well, Octopath, that was like a year one launch for the Switch, so it, that's been out for a while. It was, but there's a variety of other games that are year one launches on the Switch that are still for sale. So I mean, it just happens. Like Bomberman R, for example, I just saw it at the shelf in my Walmart the other day for like 15 bucks, and I picked up Quantic Dreams and you know, Xenoblade for, you know, 10 and 5, respectively. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think it just depends on the stock, really, and it is a store-by-store -store basis. So, you know, sometimes you can... I just mean, walk I, through a Walmart and find a killer deal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've seen games for three cents, not ones that I've wanted, but <laughs> it's one of those things that Walmart's going to throw them out anyway. So the corporate team, what they do is, um, like I said, they say, hey, you only have X amount of product or whatever that hasn't sold you're going to have to go ahead and send it back. So what the team there does locally is they just put it at a ridiculously low rate. So rather than throw it away, they get the money off of it because mm -hmm. they're going to have to throw it away anyways. Like yeah. they literally trash it. Like that's what I was told they do. So I, I talked to a rep about it the other day or yesterday. Uh, but so that was all the pickups. And then uh, I have another pickup that I will mention at the end of our inflation deflation segment for Blitz, the league Two, uh, that I picked up just before you got here. So that'll be here Monday, I think. So I'll talk about that later. Uh, but currently playing, I started to play, uh, what's it called? Jade Cocoon. And then was like... More Apex. More Apex Legends. Yes, so, me and John are both still super hard into Apex. Holy crap, dude. So What level are you at now? Uh, 55, 56. Really? No, no, 58. 58. I think I'm getting closer to you and i did find out my kdr is like a 0.83 yeah yours is higher than mine but i play a support character as well so i'm not always like well and you've got like a lot more kills like your balance is like in the 400s to something and mine's like two something to like 190 oh gaming wise like killed to death like i've died like 250 times and killed like 180 people or something like that so my oh, numbers gotcha. are way lower so my number my spread isn't as wide yet yeah i've played a lot of games and a lot of what ends up happening is you know you play with a bunch of randos and it there's depends. only so many games you could drop into and get 
picked off in those stupid apartments without having the chance to even fight back. Yeah, and sometimes it's just out of your control. Like, yeah. you, you can't do anything. So I had, like, games yesterday where I was getting three and four kills yesterday mm -hmm. with no problem dying one time. I think we, we ended up winning three. Oh, and sometimes you die more than once, too. Yeah, so I won three matches yesterday in the teams I was with. One of them, we just got carried like hell. Yeah. Um, or I did. Uh, so I ended up dying. So, okay, so here's the funny part. So I'm playing with Justin, and... We're uh, we're in the world's edge location and it's one of these particular areas, but we see like the black market from a Loba sitting there and I go, hey, there's a black market there. We should probably go in the opposite direction because there's probably a squad there. Mm -hmm. And then our our partner, who's like level 500, super cool person too. Uh, actually, we friend requested him there. We played multiple games with them afterwards. It was a lot of fun. But in that particular instance, he's like, oh, I want to go to the black market. I'm like, no, dude, like we got to go. And our guy found the vault key. So we're like, let's go to the vault. Yeah. Justin gets bombarded by three people. And I'm like, well, what the hell? So I'm trying to fire at him. They hit me with a sniper when I'm trying to, like, you know, rush out of there at that point. Because, like, I was already halfway. And Justin's like, no, let's go get the black market. So I rush back to be like, all right, well, if he's going to go there, he has to have support. We're not going to just leave him and drop mm -hmm. him. Right. So I get taken out. Our, uh, our guy that's with us picks Justin up with his recovery, but didn't get me in time because they were firing. Like there was just a yeah. major crossfire happening, like right where I was at. So he somehow got Justin, didn't get me. I time out on the respawn, of course. He gets Justin. This guy, like at the end of the day, I had two kills. He had two kills. Justin had one kill. And we ended up winning that match somehow with just the two people. Uh, which was pretty cool, but it was funny because like when the next match started up, even though I had timed out on the respawn, when it was like champion squad, I was a top ranked player in that one because oh, yeah. I had dealt the most damage and uh -huh. had the uh, tied for the most kills. So it was pretty funny when that happened. And uh, yeah, I yeah, uh, I lost a game, and like in the next game, one of the guys on my team got paired with like the previous round because it always shows the previous round like leader yeah and his squad it's like that asshole was just on my team and died first how does he get to be paired up with like the winner of the last round now and how are we in the same match again like usually i would expect there to be so many people you wouldn't necessarily be in a match with somebody who you were just in another match with well i've i've had a couple instances where i get paired up with literally the same two people I've never seen that. That it was so random. It's happened a couple times. That's crazy. Where like I've just gotten paired up. So yeah, it sounds like that's our currently playing. And obviously you played the Rise demo a bit. Yeah, Monster Hunter Rise demo. Check it out. It's super awesome. Go yeah. Charge Blade. Yeah, you know where else to you know what else to check out? Uh, go check out our Facebook and uh, Instagram and Twitter pages. So you got at the Game Deflators on Facebook and Instagram at Game Deflators on Twitter, and of course the Game Deflators .com. And uh, last but not least, podcast uh, applications. You're listening to us on one right now go ahead and find us on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, if that still exists uh amazon has whatever podcasting they're doing anywhere podcasts are fine find us and if you don't see us on that application let us know in the comments and we'll try to get on there and once you're done listening leave us a review exactly uh five stars but uh, if you can do six do six so i don't have any trivia i don't know why we keep forgetting to do trivia because it sucks it doesn't suck we're, we're bad at it <laughs> Well, and we look at bad trivia. Yeah, yeah, we do look at pretty bad trivia. Which, what we got to do is, um, I always had this concept of a shitty trivia for shitty prizes I used to do uh, at a convention years ago. So we got to do something along those lines. We got to just do shitty trivia. Mm -hmm. and well, we've been doing that. We could do that well already. We can do it well, but can we make it shittier is a question. Oh my gosh. Well, 
Uh, that being said, we don't have any trivias this week because we just did not prepare correctly. Okay, here, here's a trivia. Wait. Without looking, look at me. Don't break eye contact. I'm the captain now. What is the first game on your shelf? The first game on my shelf? Top left. Top left. Uh, it's a 007 game. Uh, Agent something? Wrong. What is it? Alien vs. Predator. What? How's that even possible? PS2? Yeah. What's up top? On the very top. No, 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 no. Look, at, look above it. Look above it. Look above it. What That's is it? bouncer. Oh, damn it. I know I had a 007. Oh, you know what? You know what? Here's the thing. I got a story for you there. It was 007, but after that ridiculous pickup earlier last year, now I can say earlier last year, back in March. You cycled it out? I cycled it out and put it in a container. It was 007, whatever the 007 agent something. It was there. It mm. was that game. Mm. So, yeah. It's like now, the story. It's now Alien versus Predator. All right, you got <laughs> one more. One more. Huh? One more. You got to pick one more. I, I can't just go out like that. Oh, uh, well, I, that was the only one that I thought you would, like, realistically have, like... A chance? A chance at getting, yeah. I mean, what's the first PS3 game? What's the first Sega game? Don't do Sega. I don't, I don't know what the Sega game is. Um, You're going to choose Sega, aren't you? What's your first... Big box PlayStation game. My first big box PlayStation game. Uh, uh, it's not Midway Arcades. Uh, is it Discworld? 3D Lemmings. Damn it! Damn it! I should have known that. No, I shouldn't. All right, let's get See, into our. I, I knew like the first one would be the best one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was a pretty good one too, though. Okay, so professional video gamer at 25 hangs up controller over thumb injury. Uh, this is by Adela Sullivan at NBC News. I don't think we've done NBC yet. Maybe. No, but I mean, that's part of the appeal of this article for me is just that like, so in this article, they mention how, you know, gaming is becoming a mainstream thing. And I think that like, if anything really speaks to that, it's the fact that you know, this is being brought up on NBC, like a professional gamer retiring because of a thumb injury. Like that is not something I would expect NBC to care about or consider news whatsoever. But like that's a tell for the times we're in. And especially with the rise of the esports, you know, communities and like especially prize pools. They mentioned um, Fortnite had like a $30 million tournament last year, like. I've been talking about Dota 2 on the podcast for like a long time. I need to get back into that because yeah. I've been seeing matches going on, but I haven't been watching. I need to watch. So uh, pretty much uh, one of the things. So it's Zuma, right, is the uh, name of this guy at 25. So I wish I could retire from professional gaming at the age of 25. You know, he's a Call of Duty player, Call of Duty player, played a lot of Warzone, had been doing it for like eight years. So for anybody aspiring to be a professional gamer, this guy was putting in like 10 hours a day of video games to get to where he was. Yep. You know, like you and I are maybe putting in three on Apex. So like there's people that are playing tons and tons. Well, of Apex. And I'm not like a serious yeah. player. No, exactly. And I'm not like a serious player. I, I want to be competitive when I play. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit there. I I make plenty of money doing what I do on a normal day to day basis. So, mm. you know, I'm not going to sit there and, and do 10 hours of games all day unless it could equate to millions of dollars in sponsorships. Mm. You know, we'll see. We'll see. But that being said, uh, he pretty much was like, look. I, with this thumb injury, I don't think they disclosed exactly what the thumb injury was in that article. I don't recall seeing it. 
Uh, but he was like, nothing I can't. in medical jargon. Yeah. He, wait, what? It's a medical jargon? No, I, I didn't see any medical oh, yeah, jargon. Yeah, I would have caught that for sure. Uh, but yeah, so he pretty much is like, yeah, this thumb injury doesn't let me play to the best of my ability of those that are the best in the world. And I'm not, I'm not the same person I was before. So, well, he's no spring chicken. He's 25. He's 25. Yeah. There's some point. 16 year olds out there. Like every year, somebody younger and they're ready to take your spot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, I was playing with 10-year-olds yesterday in uh, Apex Legends, which was interesting. Probably the worst experience I've had in my life <laughs> playing Apex Legends. It dude, was... I was in a game with two kids. One of them was like 7 and the other was 11. Uh-huh. And the 11-year-old's like, you're how old? And he's like, I'm 7. And it's like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Is... And you're just like... <laughs> I don't yeah. have... I never play with a mic on and I'm just like, this is so weird. <laughs> I, I was playing, we're gonna lose I was playing with a mic on and I got pretty pissed off because uh, this 10 year old decides that he doesn't have enough time during the first ring to go and recover me with full health and purple shield after I took out an entire squad to save their asses because they jumped into an entire squad so I got three kills out of it and uh, they decide well we're gonna leave the best player on our team behind because we just don't have enough time to go get them in the ring and recover I'm like okay yeah fine so I of course quit <laughs> right on that I'm like screw you guys um, which I probably shouldn't have because then I don't get the kills I don't think registered if I quit uh, no if you quit out I don't think you get any of the experience yeah. I was like whatever I don't care at that point. like usually is there a cutoff like for me if I'm like if I notice that my squad gets to like the top 10 yeah I'll just like hang out and watch them finish the matchup. Yeah. At that point, I was like, I cannot sit here and listen to two children bicker at each other and talk for the next like however long they're alive. And they were trying to avoid battles. So it's like they were going to be hiding. Oh, so what yeah. am I going to do? Like sit there and listen to two kids for another 12 minutes. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, I'll take the three kills off and, and go do something else. Like, I don't care at that point. But uh, that being said, um, yeah, so uh, this guy's retiring. And uh, I do think it's pretty interesting overall. And it's interesting to see, like you said, this is getting some mainstream hype in a sense. And I mean, I wouldn't put it, you know, it wouldn't be any different than, say, a football player or a baseball player having a severe thumb injury. You know, it depends what you got. But, you know, in carpal tunnel and thumb injury strike in gaming, I guess it's too much. You just can't do it anymore. And you got to hang it up. Which, how do you think he hangs up his controller? Does he wrap it around the controller or whatever cable he's playing? If there's a cable... Does he have a wireless and he hangs it up on the wall? Like, what are we talking here? Is he hanging up a mouse? Is that mouse wireless? I don't know. So many questions, Ryan. I guess you could, like, just get, like, a 3M, you know, Velcro. Yeah, yeah. And then a Velcro on the wall. and Yeah, just stick it there. Yep. That's it. No more gaming. It's just Velcro on the wall and then peel and paint when you move. All right. Uh, enough on retiring gamers. Kind of jealous. Uh, number two article that we got here is a Switch Joy-Con drift issue, uh, you know, that's still occurring. And uh, Nintendo is now facing potential legal trouble in Canada, U.S. and across Europe. Ryan, I have actually managed to go through two articles this week without fumbling. It's a miracle. Uh, but this well, you one, know who it, didn't fumble? Uh, well, I guess in our Blitz game, we both fumbled. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, this was uh, Joe Scrubbles at IGN. So we all know about Joy-Con drift. 
it's been an issue. Several states, I think it was like Illinois and a few others in the United States at least, that have Joy-Con drift class action lawsuits out. I think this was Quebec, if I recall, while reading. Uh, so there's a group in Quebec that is now also suing Nintendo via a class action lawsuit. Uh, and then, of course, you have Europe has class action lawsuits as well, all across the, uh, I guess, yeah, all across Europe. I mean, you got to drop the ball pretty hard to get Canada mad at you. You know what? You're right. And we do have Canadian listeners. We do appreciate you listening. And the fact that you guys are fed up with Nintendo's Joy-Con drift, whew, that's that's something right there. You know, I have two Joy-Cons that I need to get fixed, and I've already had one fixed. Uh, so i got to send those in. Uh, it should be no problem. I just can't believe that Nintendo hasn't like done some kind of redesign. Like with all the talk that we've heard about a pro with the actual creation of the Switch Lite, which I think still has the same problem as the Joy Cons, mm-hmm. and you can't even like, yeah, you can't there's no way apart. around it. You have to send yeah. the whole system in. Yeah, that's frustrating. Um, yeah, like I this has got to be the biggest thing that I can remember since like the red ring, as far as just like a ubiquitous problem, like loads of people got the red ring and loads of people are getting joy con drift. And it's not as bad as red ring because you don't have to part with the console in most parts. You know, you could just send the controllers back in, get a pro controller, buy a new set of joy cons. Like I'm sure before this became like, as well known an issue and for people who aren't really in the know they just probably consider it like oh well it's just kind of broken i'll just go get a new set of 80 dollars joy cons you know and unfortunately bite the bullet on it well and here's the thing though too and i think a lot of people uh you know might defend nintendo on this and say yeah you know nintendo's doing free repairs and everything else so like they're in the right and all that and they're kind of making do with the problem and and really trying to assist customers well the problem is is if you continually get joy-con drift on new products which you know i, I believe is still a frequent the issue new, yeah they haven't like, made a new skew that has become immune to the problem so they're so, currently selling things yeah. that will one day need repair yeah so if if you knowingly are selling a product that has an issue and you're saying yeah we do free returns and it's going to be however long turnaround and those people get impatient and buy another set of controllers you're basically you're just making money you're just making money at that point yeah. right like yeah we'll do free repairs you pay for the shipping like what does it cost like 60 bucks or 80 bucks for joy-con controllers together i think it's 80 bucks for a pair yeah so like nintendo's like yeah pay to shipping and handling on five bucks we'll we'll go ahead and clean it do whatever we're gonna do but yeah since you're gonna be so impatient as a consumer you're gonna still pay 80 dollars and we're still gonna get 80 bucks and then you're gonna have to send us those at some point too yeah like so it's pretty much them being able to get multiple sales of joy-con controllers i haven't had the issue yet so do you know if it's like a percentage or is it just like inevitable that this happens i I haven't looked too much Um, into it from that component i mean it's from a wear on a plastic part that's just incorporated into the design of the joystick so like i mean there's always the off chance that you just don't use yours like frequently enough or regularly enough or intensely enough i guess like i'm pretty sure playing like that like 100 plus hours of cave blazers and just being constant like on the joystick yeah you know like i put like a lot of it onto that and that's when i really started noticing it happen was during that time so if you're playing like more chill like rpgs or you know things that aren't like as twitchy yeah, I can see that. Like, the only major thing I played on the console that would require a lot of movement 
would probably be well two things so mario 64 when i played on there and then of course mario odyssey or like the two biggies that i would have done a lot of movement of that controller mm. other than that you're right man it's usually like a, a few platformers here and there and then ring fit adventure yeah like i've got quite a few switch games well not quite a few maybe like 20 or 30 but i've seen people with loads more than that but a lot of what i play on the switch is you know just general kind of sit back and chill type lighter stuff, stuff. I, yeah a lot of what i've been buying is ps4 just because i play that more mm-hmm. and eventually ps5 so yeah i mean if you're having a joy con drift issue of course you're not the only one uh it is of course now in canada becoming an issue with i mean it's probably already been an issue in canada but now a class action lawsuit so nintendo you pissed off the canadians that's that's a big no-no in this part of the world i guess Next thing we got here is toxicity in gaming and uh, it being dangerous. So here's how to stand up to it. So this is by Rabindra or Robbie Rattan and Dimitri Williams. And uh, they initially wrote this article via Wired. So uh, this one, you know, and, and Ryan, you can kind of go into on your experiences. But like my experience, like even just recently while playing Apex, I was sitting on there and I picked Lifeline because that's the character I, I prefer to play. And the second I get on there, man, and I mean, I don't know if anybody will get offended by this pretty much, but like, you know, the first thing they say on there is like, if you're black, go kill yourself oh my on the God. game. And I'm like, OK, so I picked a black character. So now you're assuming I'm black and I'm guessing pillow pants. They're assuming uh, what's his face I had the pillow type pants, not realizing it's a clerk's two joke. You know, the can't touch this guy. Aren't, MC Hammer? Yeah, yeah, Aren't those like pillow pants or... I, I don't know. They're, they're interesting pants. They're interesting pants and they pillow out. Uh, but yeah, so they said that to me and I'm like, what the fuck? And the whole time they're talking Spanish thinking I don't understand any Spanish and they're just saying racial slurs the entire time in Spanish. And I'm like, are, are you kidding me? Like the whole time I'm playing this and come to find out they're both Mexican mm-hmm. while I'm playing the game. I'm like, really? Like it, after, not to get political, but like after all the like issues that you might have had over the last several years and concerns and for Mexican Americans and you know and also being out of California because they were like 49ers gold rush something and mm. some other name and then you're like telling somebody else who would technically be of color to go kill themselves and then at the end of the match um they both went down they come to me I like rush up to heal one of them I get bombarded by three pillars like oh fuck you and everything like you're a terrible player I'm like you guys went down first like you rushed in i came in as a support character to try and revive you in a timely manner and so you're like saying racial slurs you're cursing in spanish you're you know just pissed off in general like i don't know what stick up you have up your ass but like it was just it was a crazy situation i'm like wow like i'm on the outside obviously as you know being white and such so for me it was you know it's it's not like that was directed to me as a white person but hearing it from that side of things i'm like good god man like if i was black and i was you know playing that game it was just disgusting how toxic that situation was in general for that game and that situation yeah and so this article like really digs into the overall online community and saying that a lot of the time that you see this toxicity it's with like younger males which we experienced during our xbox days i'm sure if people want to screw our moms on xbox apparently and um you know, it's usually younger males who go through and do this because of the, you know, um, the anonymous aspect of being across wherever, you know, and nobody like really knowing who you are. But nowadays you have like the threats of, you know, doxing and everything else that you can actually find somebody's public information and like actively seek them out, which is insane, the type of world we live in. But the article really does kind of dig into this and 
the one thing I got from this that was really interesting was the way to deal with it, at least in their perspective. And what often works, even though it might not always, is telling somebody just like to stop being toxic in a yeah, situation. If you like, call just like, people out yeah. and just don't let them like run away with it. Like p these people are so used to not being challenged at all. Any type of challenge results in, you know, uh, uh you know, what'd you say to me kind yeah. of thing? Like it makes them kind of stop and realize that, you know, it's not acceptable and you're not around here to accept it. And I mean, I don't know. Uh, in Apex, at least, it's very easy to report. Like, it, it reporting a player is super easy. It isn't for me. All it does is it sends me over to a Sony page, and it says, uh, you can block the player. That's all it does. It doesn't give me an option to say, they did something in-game, and here was the issue. I don't even get that option. Hmm. I don't know why. So it's weird. But, like, you're right. Like, I, I saw it initially, and I reported a player a while back for some stuff that they had said to me in-game, too. And, uh, you know, I'd say, like, I can't take it and everything, but it's like... You know, sure, I can take it, but the last thing I want to see is like some 10 year old getting on there and they're getting cursed out by some adult because the kid can't play the game right and they get matched up with them. So like that's a situation where it's like it's not necessarily because of me that I'm reporting because I don't I don't really care personally. If somebody says something to me like I can take that. It's an aspect of somebody else hearing that and like a child being on there and having to deal with that situation. So, I mean, we live in a society nowadays where like behavioral health is like one of the like core things going on like people are having so many issues with behavioral health and if i'm like a 12 year old kid who might be you know looking down on myself like i'm just insecure in general and i get on there and i've got some adult yelling curse words at me and everything else like you know what's what are the chances that kid goes off and like commit suicide or something you know because of what they've heard online well, I, I mean according to the article like the chances are like uh, a tenth of players Mm -hmm. with another uh where was it uh, so here's like some of the numbers that they say so um the anti-defamation league uh did a survey of a thousand gamers 18 to 45 and they found that um 81 percent of multiplayer gamers overall experienced some form of harassment and uh, 64 percent of respondents felt the toxicity impacted them with 11 percent reporting depression or suicidal thoughts and nearly a quarter saying that they had quit playing certain games as a result of these negative experiences. Like these are not just, you know, like one percent of people are being snowflakes and taking things too hard. You know, like this is this is troubling. Like I remember when I was young, I was definitely a little asshole with my friends on Xbox Live. But, I mean, we didn't take it to, like, someplace racial. You know, like, there's there's ways that you can, like, have fun and be a little bit of a bastard online without, like, really hurting anyone. Like, you can, like, be rambunctious, but, like, to be, like, you know, truly toxic and, like, saying things that are just inappropriate and you know they're not appropriate is different. So, yeah. you know, there's there's no place for this type of action online. And I think that, you know, what they say in the article about, you know, developing systems or, you know, making it easier to be able to report players and have like some actual ramifications. Like, obviously, those systems themselves can be abused, but that's not a reason to not invest in trying to combat this because these are big numbers. And especially if, you know, it's pushing people away, 
of people having depressive and suicidal thoughts and a quarter saying that they quit playing games like as a publisher all you care about is numbers and those are numbers leaving because of people on your platform so you could do a lot better to silence those really really bad actors than losing a quarter you know of your player base to this yeah yeah i mean that's significant types of figures that are on there and i completely agree with you and i i mean i completely agree with the article like it's gotten to a point i mean it's it's been there for years obviously with the xbox and playstation during the first online days and everything that would be tied in on that and i remember experiencing that when i was younger and you know like you said being a little asshole you know at times too but it was never anything to the lines of you know telling somebody to go kill themselves no, or, you just tell people you suck yeah you know, you know? like yeah, just, you teabag them and you grief them when they die like you could do that stuff yeah like when i was playing uh yesterday it was um there was a situation where this guy had died and he was like no like i'm not gonna be able to get your ass and everything like it's impossible to go get you and mm -hmm. you know it was just there was joking stuff and the guy stayed on and he played with us and everything yeah. and like it wasn't a big deal but yeah it, there just comes a point where like if you're playing and, and you don't have anything good to say, just don't say it. Yeah, like, unplug your mic, yell at your TV. Yeah, or quit the Everybody game. Everybody doesn't like have to hear you. Like at that point, quit the game. Nobody wants to hear you. And Apex does make it kind of difficult to mute somebody in-game, I think. I like, know right before the game, it's like mute team. Yeah, you can mute the team. But like in-game, I don't think you can mute specific players. I don't believe. Like, And if you can, I've had difficulty in doing it. Well, uh... I guess that's any other comments you got on that one, man? No, I mean, we brought this up during our game trends to end in 2020. At least I did mm -hmm. at one point. And, you know, it's I'm glad that we found an article that's like backing up that stance and pressing, you know, its importance and has been done by, you know, professors at like a legit university. Like these are numbers and these are things that I feel like people need to acknowledge and really work towards because we are you know seeing our favorite hobby pop up on nbc news and you know i'm sure that like professional players like him like he's worked his whole life to get to the point where he's at and people probably think he's some snotty dude yelling obscenities into a mic because of the way we're being reflected as a whole by these type of people so yeah. if you're online and you're playing you know do what the article says like just be like hey stop stop being toxic you know get muted get reported you know try to shut those people down where you see it because it's it's something that you can do positively and you never know who who is in that room without a mic mm -hmm. that's hearing those things that it might be really affecting and hearing you say something is going to turn them and be like, you know, not everybody is an asshole. Well, and you know, that's the same point. The reason I brought up earlier, like you, you report that player, like you and I can kind of handle that type of situation and it doesn't really affect us. Somebody curses us out. It's like, okay, well yeah, screw you too, bud. And then like log off. But at the end of the day, like you should report those individuals because like you said, you never know who's coming up next. You never know who's on the mic on the other end who doesn't have it plugged in is just listening in. And that really is a problem down the road. You don't know if like if you don't report that player and that player was cursing up a storm and calling you racist slurs and telling you to go kill yourself and you could take it. That's fine. But if somebody else can't take it and they hear it next because you didn't report that person and that person to get perma banned or whatever situation may have occurred in their account they're going to negatively affect somebody else you know they need to do like a system where i mean you know being banned is 
it's such a non like really offensive thing like you're gonna hurt that person by banning them but they'll go play another game somewhere i'd like to see a system where it like it just perma mutes them that'd be awesome so it's like they can still play but they can never talk to anybody again so it's like the likelihood of them continuing to play but just being so frustrated that they can't yell at strangers online would just irk them i'm kind sure of, kind of like facebook's policy in a sense where you can you can see facebook if you're banned because i've been reported for like memes and stuff in the past that people just didn't like i guess and uh you know you can you can see stuff you can go on facebook you could scroll but oh you want to like that nope you're banned from liking oh you want to comment nope you can't comment for however many days like if they did that type of situation you're right like i want to actively play this game but I can't talk to anybody. I can't curse. Like if that's what that person, like the enjoyment they get yeah. out of playing that game is like cursing people out and like just yelling and stuff and just being stupid. That's going to drive them insane. Yeah. Like, yeah, I could play, but I can't do anything else that I love to do on this game. So why even play it? And <laughs> yeah. like the whole account, like if Sony was just like, no, we're doing a whole account. That'd be absolutely hilarious. I, I like that idea. All right. Our uh, game this week, we had, uh, so last week we played some uh, Blitz 2000, NFL Blitz 2000. We we're like, wow, what else Great. can we play that's awesome? Great game. And uh, we decided, let's play some Blitz the League 2, because I don't have Blitz the League 1. And uh, this, again, Midway Games, and uh, they were a developer. It was published by Midway Games. And as Ryan said, it was a touchback to 2008, so October 2008 was a release. And uh, lo and behold, the game type is a sports game, and it had reception around uh, 6 out of 8. Or 6 to 8 mm -hmm. on that one. Uh, dude. I liked it. I personally did. I kicked your ass 35 to, what is it, 35-20, 35-14? I don't remember the score. 35-21. Mm, I think so. Yeah, I beat you by two scores. Took a little bit to get used to controls. Uh, me being There's a lot more going on in this one than in last yeah, week's. So the last one's that arcade-style game, right, where you pick your play really quick. You got, like, 10 seconds to pick it, and it's just consistent, like, you know, 30 yards for a first down for this game, and... You don't have like X, Y, Z or anything along those lines. You're just pointing in a direction you can pass that player, at least in NFL Blitz 2000. This one takes more in a Madden approach. So there's a variety of teams you can play because uh, EA ended up getting the exclusive rights at some point in time after NFL Blitz where they were allowed to produce football games. And uh, essentially what ended up happening is they created Blitz for League 1 and Blitz for League 2 to try and create like homegrown teams in a sense for this Blitz League. And it took on more of a Madden approach. So you have like your different types of defenses and offenses that you can do. Not a huge variety of playbooks like you would see in a Madden, but it has a lot of the same structure of that square, X, triangle, circle, like that type of situation you can pass to your run plays. And uh, of course, it keeps with the, the standard 30 yards for a first down and such. It does introduce a kickoff and field goal system in Blitz League 2. I don't know if it was in one, of course. And you do have the uh, crush meter as well, which are the unleashed meter instead of turbo, which is pretty interesting. So no more like fire down the sideline, at least in what we experienced. But I liked it, dude. Like it was it was pretty cool. It's a different twist. The ability to come up behind somebody with that crush mode and like I ended up breaking you get, like x-ray like if you imagine the x-ray moves from mortal Kombat like that but after a tackle it was crazy it was like ryan's same player so it was we got to see two things which is absolutely hilarious so the first one i do this massive tackle on uh his tight end and not not ryan's actual tight end but his player and uh go ahead and hit him in its back spasms because i saw the crush meter come up it's like press x i'm like oh crap i'm pressing x so i press it get back spasms 
uh, Ryan's player needed to be juiced. So you literally have to guide an injection yeah. while it's moving and hit it with accuracy. And based on the accuracy determines how many plays they're out for, which is cool. But that same player, I hit him again later on and he had some other type dislocated of dislocated shoulder. No, it was something else. I remember it was. Yeah, it was the shoulder. Well, I hit him three times. The oh. dislocated shoulder was on the next one. So oh. it had the x-ray vision on the back spasms and something else happened. The dislocated shoulder. We're just watching like bone pops out yeah. and everything of the muscle. We're like, oh, crap. Like wasn't expecting that. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And then Ryan had to, so he didn't have to juice him that time, but he had to put the shoulder Tried back. to set the bone. And yeah, so he had to set the bone. I'm like, don't I have another guy? Like, can't I just like, we don't have a single replacement? Where's our, where's our second squad? Like, yeah, it, it was so funny. You're just like, and he kept passing the same guy and it just kept crushing him. And at some point you're running back when he went back. This was pretty cool. Like the after play type stuff you would typically do in uh, the original Blitz series. In this case, Ryan's players on the ground, and I hover above him, grab his helmet, and just start slamming it into the ground. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty cool. Like, it just had that, like, Mortal Kombat street type of feel it's to it going on. It's got that PS3 grit. Like, you know how during PS3, like, Twisted Metal Black yeah. came out, and, like, all these games that were just kind of, like, more normal games, like, just got this gritty edge put over them? Twisted Metal Black was PS2. Before uh, somebody calls us out. It's just Twisted Metal. They had the uh, reboot. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's just Twisted Metal. Jack and Daxter? <laughs> sure. We'll that's go. that's when it started getting darker. They got guns, right? Well, that was PS2 as well. That was also PS2? Yeah, they re-released it on PS3. Oh. Ryan, stop talking. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I, I, <laughs> I guess get what I, you mean, though. It's I like, thought only Jack 1 and 2 were on PS2. Uh, no, Jack 1, 2, and 3 were on uh, PS2, and then uh, PS3, they did like a re-release. They did like a remaster. Okay. But that being said, I do understand the grit component that you're talking about is that darker, grainy type of texture that goes with the game. And I do like that style. Um, you kind of see that even though it's not a PS3 game. Uh, Def Jam has that same style, like grittiness going for mm. it. The Def Jam icon, or not icon, sorry. Def Jam, uh, the Fights of New York or whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah. So that one uh, has that grittiness and so did this. And I really did like that approach and the graphics. From a gameplay perspective, so if you're a Madden player or you like sports games and this is one that you've kind of thought about, it is pretty cool overall. It does have that Madden type feel. The one thing you're not going to get in this that you don't get in a Madden is like the sensitivity on when you throw the ball for kind of. So like there is sensitivity like if you're doing a bullet pass, for example, you're not just like launching in there hardcore like it's your standard pass and you can put touch on it. Uh, you know, if you press it gently, like if you're doing a pass play, but it's just not that same feeling as Madden overall. And the turbo felt kind of off too. Like, yeah, the turbo was weak. Yeah, it was definitely weak. Like, I didn't than... feel like it was doing anything. And then you finally spotted that meter and I was like, oh well, yeah, it does change. It goes down when I hit R2, but it doesn't seem like he's moving any faster. And your guys are moving like three times the speed of my guy. Yeah. And I'm well, like, isn't this the reason I throw the ball to him? Cause he's fast. Well, Apparently yeah. not. Well, either way, I felt that, you know, this was a pretty good game. It was... Oh, wow. I'm looking at the price right now. Uh, it was way too much football for me. So as somebody yeah. that's not ever really been a sports, like, literally, like, the old NFL Blitz, like, was probably one of the more familiar I was with a football game. Yeah. You know, it this was just way more football game than I was used to playing with um it was okay for me like I preferred last week's game 
to this mm-hmm. one just because I liked a more arcadey feel well, for it because I just don't really take sports seriously. You might still get that arcadey feel next week. So uh, I did buy a Mutant League Football uh, Dynasty Edition for mm-hmm. PS4. So we'll uh, check that one out next week. Well, uh, but yeah, I get you, dude. It, it was a lot of football. So if you're not somebody that likes to play football games in general, NFL Blitz is probably more your style. And they did do a re-release on that. I think it might have been digital only, but it was 2012. Mm. Uh, but they did remove a lot of things like the after uh, tackle contact and stuff like mm-hmm. where you could bash players. Yeah, where you they, just like jump on people. Yeah, the NFL had them remove that, which mm. is part of a reason why we'll probably never see another like NFL Blitz but yeah this game there was a reason there's no nfl association with this blitz oh yeah this is all like ryan's like are these arena teams because it was just random like mexican city aztecs or mexico city aztecs i think is what i was playing new york nightmares yeah which is pretty cool i liked it overall and they created all these different player names and stuff to be able to tie in with the teams it was pretty interesting but dude brass tacks uh, here first, let me do. You want me to do most expensive, least expensive? Oh, I didn't yeah, put yeah. it on there, but yeah, I've got go, it up here. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So least expensive is going to be eight forty four for a loose PAL Xbox three sixty, which is crazy cheap compared to the rest of this. And the most expensive is the Xbox three sixty complete in box for fifty four ninety seven, which isn't far off from this one. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a dollar less. Yeah, so uh, for the PS3 version, which is what we played, the complete inbox is at $53.94. That is currently also the highest price, and that's actually trending up, it looks like. Um, it was like 24 bucks, like, just a few months ago. This has shot up really recently for some reason. And then loose, uh, 35 bucks, and that peaked at 43 25 back in October 2008 when this game first came out. So I remember when I picked this one up. And that's pretty steady right now. I picked this one up last year, actually. And it was in a collection where I met a guy out in Queen Creek, funny enough. And he had, he listed like, he just showed like a picture of a rack of games. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, hey, X amount of games here. Go ahead and buy what you want. I did one of those things where I'm like, oh yeah, I want all of them. So I could go get them. And then when I got there, I'm like, hey, you know, I... There's some, you know, I was looking at it or some I probably don't want. Uh, he's like, okay, well, I'll just do five bucks a pop. So I got this for five bucks last year. Uh, I did get a lot of other games as well, along with that for five bucks. So I think it was like seventy dollars in total is what I spent. And I even was able to swing a deal with the guy where it was like, hey, how much for all of this? And he was like, oh, I'll do eighty. And I'm like, how about seventy? Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting it for that price point. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it worked out. And obviously like when I first got this, I think it was sitting at like 15 or 16 when I first got it and I was like, "Oh, that's a decent, you know, I spent 5 bucks to get like a $16 game. Cool." Well, now <laughs> looking at it in the long run, it's certainly a good pickup. Yeah. yeah, it was certainly a good pickup last year. Okay, so overall um god, man, it, it's hard Not to worth it. <sighs> Well, this game you, is way overpriced right now. For this you, is inflated. For you, it might be. Here's the thing. Fifty three ninety four. A brand new sixty bucks. Here's the thing we got to look at. And I'm not going to say it's not inflated because it, it's it's a sports game, right? But sports games like this, they're they're uncommon. This probably didn't sell very well, given that it's Blitz Elite Two <gasps> in an era where you had a lot of Madden coming up, and this just didn't have the same control. So I'm thinking Blitz League One probably didn't sell so well. Release Blitz League Two probably doesn't sell so well okay so you have that component going for it nfl has exclusive rights on 
you know, or Madden or EA is exclusive for the NFL stuff, right? So like the idea that we're going to see another type of football game like this that has that realistic type of approach, but still has that blitz feel is probably slim to none. Like not slim to none, but can you see Midway doing another blitz if this one wasn't, you know, picked up and, you know, purchased? Like maybe they just don't see a, a reason to make one of these again. So this is going to be the most recent version that you can purchase in terms of uh you know era of gaming right so ps3 and it's probably let's see 2008 was probably later in the life cycle right no early in the life cycle 2008 so no that's late in life cycle for ps3 sorry i'm thinking ps4 so this is late life cycle ps3 i believe no ps3 came out in like 2006 yeah you're right okay so yeah early life cycle game no no you're right you're right i'm just trying to think back on like where the hell i was and what i was doing so yeah 2008 would be early life cycle and if they haven't made one since on PS4 or PS3 since then, 53 sounds about right for what we're looking at right here. But I'm going to have to go in. I ain't never seen any sports game used for that price. Uh, go look up NCAA 2014. That right there is a sports game. And there's a whole story behind that one. So that one is the most recent ncaa game that you can buy i think it's 14 and that one came out i think it's most expensive on the 360 holy cow yeah what is that now like 129 129 is that loose or complete complete yeah so the ncaa because of the whole thing of college kids not getting paid and such decided that you they couldn't make any more ncaa games because of the likeness and image of players that weren't getting paid so they stopped doing it so rather than pay players they just stopped making a game so i think this is in a similar situation you have the NFL, you know, gave exclusive rights to uh, EA. This isn't a very popular series nowadays. It was last of at least until the reboot in 2012 or like the relaunch of the original arcade series. That was the last you're, one, too. Yeah, you're not going to get this again. So I can see this spiking up. Like, I can honestly see this game hitting that oh, there was price point. Backbreak in 2009. What is Backbreak? Backbreaker. It looks like another similar idea, maybe. Uh, it comes up when you search for Blitz the League 3. Gotcha. Well, did it get released? Yeah. Hmm. Digital only or physical? Because that's also a key component, too. Mm. End of day, you think By it's... natural motion. End of day, you think it's inflated. I look at this and say, yes, it's inflated from a standpoint if you're not a big fan of sports games. But if you were a fan of sports games and you're a fan of these types of games and obscure types of games, $53 right now sounds like a damn good price to get in because I think this is going to continue to go up. Unless somebody just skewed those numbers way up in the last couple months by no, way I mean, overpaying. I mean, this is just steadily going up. Like I, I can see this continuing to go up based on what it is. Mm. So, so yeah, that being said, I think it's inflated from a general player standpoint, but I think it is just right and perfect you know, for all of you sports game collectors out there. There's not really sports games collectors. I think there's more obscure collectors than anything else. <laughs> Maybe obscure sports games. Okay, we got to start putting our ratings on the bottom. So um, we'll say inflated on this one. Yes, we will. And then uh, inflated. Last week we said deflated, by the way. So I don't know if you put that for uh, last I I week. Uh, I'll scroll down just in case. Yeah, you did. Cool. All right. Well, uh, you know, 
another episode of Game Deflators Podcast in hand. That was episode 116. Next week, we'll be playing some Mutant League football on the PS4. Yay! I'm pretty stoked about that one, man. I've heard some good things. I've not even heard of it. It's got some good reviews. I think Mutant League football came out on the Sega Genesis as well. Was so there a is... cartoon? A what? A cartoon a of cartoon? that? cartoon? Yeah. Mm, maybe. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. I always remember there being some like weird, violent football cartoon thing with like aliens or something as a kid that i saw before I don't know, the only thing that comes to mind when i think big mutant league type of stuff is street sharks mm. it's the only thing that comes to mind for me so i'm not sure all right well uh thanks again for listening this is episode 116 of game flitters podcast my name is john i'm ryan and thanks for listening